And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back for another episode of the Startup Hustle. This is your host today, Matt Watson. Excited to be joined today by Jonathan Price, who is uh, has a company called Down for Sound, based in Las Vegas, but has a huge e-commerce uh, website selling car audio equipment. So excited to learn from him and his social media strategies and e-commerce strategies that maybe some of us can learn from. Before we get started, I do want to remind everybody that today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. Jonathan, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Well, excited to uh, for you to tell us all how to become YouTube famous or TikTok famous or any of these things. I think I think that's everybody's goal these this day. But but first, love to hear your background and you know I guess how you got started in car audio. Yeah, uh, so I've always been into car audio. My and well, since I was a, basically right before I was a teenager, kind of fell in love with it. Um, and then as things progressed, I went through college or high school and college, my system got a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And, uh, then eventually after I got out of college, I was working a typical nine to five, but I was still into car audio and my system was growing. Um, I would go to different car audio shows and, uh, the more that I would go to these shows, people would ask me and I would start recording stuff like putting, getting on a video and people would ask me, where am I going to be uploading it? So I just started uh, uploading it to a YouTube channel. And I started growing a little bit and then somebody hacked my YouTube channel way back when there was no like two factor authentication or anything like that. So it was easier to get your stuff hacked uh, back then. Um, anyway, somebody hacked it and deleted all my videos and I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's, this is a waste of time because you devote a lot of time into growing or like editing videos and uploading them. It takes a lot of time to do that. So for somebody to just come in there and basically wipe off all of your work that you've done, it's pretty upsetting. So uh, I said I wasn't going to do any more social media stuff. And people started contacting me in various ways saying, man, I've enjoyed your videos and stuff. I w really wish you would do it again. So after a while, I decided to start uploading videos again started going to shows to get content and uh, my following kept growing at, on YouTube primarily, but it was trickling in on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Um, after going to more and more shows and people hearing this um, crazy sound system that I had in my vehicle, they would, the people that heard it would ask me, where do you get your equipment from? And for a while I was just, I was kind of sponsored by a few different companies that I had their uh, equipment in my vehicle. So I would say, Oh, go to sundownaudio.com or go back to the manufacturer because they were giving me a little bit of a, a break on pricing. So it was my job to point them back to the company so they could get their return on investment. So I kept telling them that for a while. And then one day I was at a show and somebody asked me that and light bulb went off in my head. I was like, I could be selling these people this stuff. I'm I'm creating a demand so I could be filling that demand for these people. 
So that's when the idea started. I needed to figure out how to turn this into a business. And uh, I didn't know anything about a business. I didn't know how to run a business or anything like that. So I, I literally bootstrapped the whole thing, like figuring out how to like get a business license and then how to reach out to companies to become a dealer for them. And then it kind of all snowballed into what it is today, which is, so that was about, I mean, the whole thing is probably 10 or 11 years old, me being into car audio heavier, but me actually doing car audio full time, like the business side of things. I've only been doing that for, I think this is the seventh year. And when I first started, it was out of my parents' attic and I was living with my parents. So that tells you like, <laughs> I'm another one of these garage startup people. Uh, but I went from living with my parents paycheck to paycheck to the past two years, we've done over $18 million a year in revenue. So to <laughs> be able to achieve that and what a lot of people say a relatively short amount of time has uh, been awesome. So when did, when did you make the leap from your, I guess we'll call it a brick and mortar store in Las Vegas, right? To e-commerce, like when did you make that shift? Well, we've always been uh, primarily e-commerce. Uh, we distribute to other... So we started out, like I started out online since my following was more of online. Yes, I okay. started stocking products at my in my parents' attic and stuff like that when I lived in Mississippi. Uh, but it was always with the goal in mind to be an online store. But if somebody was local, obviously I would take care of them. Like, sure, come on, pick it up. Like, then I save shipping because we started the whole free shipping on orders over a hundred bucks. So everybody squeezes their order over a hundred so they get free shipping. So, um, but anyway, so that's kind of how it started. Uh, was more of out of my parents' uh, house. Then when I moved to Vegas, I started growing it from there. So, it's, so do you, but you still have like a retail presence in Vegas? Uh, I have a, a warehouse here. It's 30,000 square feet. We stock a ton of product here. And if people are local and they or some people, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. Like, uh, like people that are in relationships, like a husband will be like, oh, we should go to Vegas for, uh, for vacation. And then they like, they wind up at down for sound and the wives are like, I know why we went to Vegas. <laughs> it wasn't because you wanted to have a fun vacation in Vegas. It's because you wanted to go to Down for Sound or meet JP or whatever it was. Uh, so it's funny to see the look on the wife's face when they have that aha moment of, oh, this is why we came to Vegas. It wasn't uh -huh. for like vacation. Uh, but anyway, people are more than welcome to stop by and uh, get stuff here if they want to. But we don't have so much like product on display or anything. It's more okay. of like warehouse, uh, but people can come by and like meet me and like get a warehouse tour or whatever. And some people just want to do that. So uh, again, 99% online based. We ship most of the stuff unless somebody's local, they can swing by and pick it up or take a look at stuff. So how has car audio changed over the last 20 to 25 years? Because when I was younger, it was super common to buy car stereos, par partly because people are going from cassette tape to CD and all that kind of stuff, right? But things have changed a lot in the last 20 years and not that that part of it hasn't changed very much, right? Almost everything now is streaming and Bluetooth and satellite and all that kind of stuff. So how has that changed car audio over the last 20 years as well? I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I mean, mainly, I mean, your source of um, 
your audio is going to be people are using like iPads or like they're Bluetoothing it off their phones right. or um, and some people a lot of the newer vehicles. I was just having a conversation with somebody last night uh, because he was big into it 10, 15, 20 years ago. And uh, he was asking me how people are. Uh, he has a new uh, vehicle, 2022 uh, truck or whatever. And most of these vehicles have what's called an infotainment system. So everything that has to do with the vehicle, running the vehicles, air conditions, seat heaters, like all that stuff is yeah. in that system. So when somebody wants to add like an aftermarket subwoofer or speakers or an amplifier, like it's difficult. Well, it was difficult because most of the time when people did this, they were replacing their factory head unit with like an aftermarket pioneer or, or whatever. Uh, that was and they definitely had like, the thing 20 years ago for sure, right? You always replace the head unit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, now so people can keep their infotainment system and also all their steering wheel controls and you're not really messing with any of the factory stuff and you can still upgrade your factory system pretty pretty well is uh, we have what's called a, called a high out or high low output converter so it takes the signal coming off of your factory head unit and it creates basically rca jacks so you can okay. install amplifiers back there so you keep everything factory basically and then you are able to add amplifiers back there to kind of do whatever you want to uh, that's what i that's why i assumed it had to change too because yeah Especially in my Tesla, I'm going to guess you're not replacing the head unit. <laughs> oh, definitely. And it's funny, like I just had the same conversation with that guy last night. You know, I, I wasn't on a podcast at that time. Like I was at a uh, Easter family dinner or whatever, but the guy was, he brought it up and he brought up Teslas too. He's like, can anybody put a, a system in a Tesla? And I'm like, it's funny that you asked that because I actually just put a YouTube video. I mean, it's probably been a few months ago now, but we have some local customers here in Vegas that uh, actually did really tricked out systems in their Teslas and they added um, additional lithium batteries and stuff to more cater to the system to help because obviously if you're cranking on your system yeah, and yeah. it's drawing from the factory battery it's going right. to reduce your mileage like depending on how hard you're cranking on it but anyway I was showing him those videos uh, which is on my YouTube channel if anybody's interested in seeing how people put systems in Tesla's that's on there so pretty cool thing there and your YouTube channel is it called down for sound uh, it's called The Life of Price. Um, like when I started my second YouTube channel, uh, I didn't know what I was really going to be putting on there. I, I assumed it would be a decent amount of car audio, but I'm like, I know I'm going to be putting other stuff on there. So what do I call it? I'm like, well, I'm just sharing my life on here. So I guess I'll just call it The Life of Price. And because it can be me skydiving, me going on vacation, me going to car audio shows or whatever. It's like just a whole collaboration okay. of different stuff and i mean here recently i've been uh, being featured on like business conferences and stuff like that so we've been uploading content of me being on stage like being a speaker and everything like that so just kind of sharing the journey along like what i've been doing over the past 10 years so it's not 100 percent about just the business do you have a different channel just for the business part of it or is it is it all still your like personal channel it's all still on that personal channel people know it's going to be primarily core audio stuff but they shouldn't be surprised to see something r random thrown in there like me speaking on stage or me like jumping out of an airplane or something like that like it can be something random thrown in there now are there a lot of other people in the car audio industry that are you know basically social media influencers or or youtube stars like you are there are there others like that yeah, there's some others out there. Uh, the biggest name in the car audio space is Mead916. He's from Sacramento, California. He has He's coming up on a million subscribers on YouTube. Wow. I think I just passed by half a million or something. Uh, there's a couple 
others with in between i think i'm probably number three or four um but anyway there, and, and there's several that have over a hundred thousand followers and uh, people that are and that's on youtube and there's people on tiktok that have hundreds of thousands and so yeah there's other people in it and a lot of these people that do have followings we actually have started an affiliate program and have them on board with us to so they can make commissions off of sales that they get basically so uh that's turned into a really big thing uh, i think we we're paying out today we just got back from a honeymoon so we usually pay out on the first but um uh, since we've been gone on the honeymoon um we weren't able to do it but we're going to be paying that out that's uh, we're paying almost twenty thousand dollars in commissions for last month so that's uh, pretty decent for our affiliates out there just doing what they would have been doing anyway <laughs> Well, congrats on getting married, and, and you told me you did a honeymoon in Bora Bora. Are we going to see some cool YouTube videos from that, too? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I have my um, my videographer coming by today. I have a, a full-time videographer and cameraman uh, now, so he helps a lot with putting together way better videos than I ever could have. He's, he's skilled in that. You know, you hire people that do stuff that you might not want to do anymore or, or are a lot better than you are at it and he's way better than i ever was so uh hired him and i'll be getting all the footage that i shot uh out there onto um or over to him so he can create an awesome video for us so what all kind of videos do you make are they you know unboxing videos are they like educational are they at car shows are they you know straight up you know promo of different things like what what all kinds of videos do you guys do all of the above. You basically named all the ones that we do. Uh, okay. We do some. Some of them are product release videos and unboxings, uh, which turn into a lot of times we give products away. That's a good a good way to get engagement. Um, you like show the people the product and like, hey, if you want to enter this giveaway, share this video, comment on the video, be sure you're subscribed. Really easy. Uh, so we'll give uh, one away. Um, we go to car shows all over the place. We've been to Russia, been to the UK. We've been all over the United States, Hawaii. We even met up when we were in. Um, so you fly into Tahiti to go and then over to Bora Bora. So on the way back, we actually met up with a bunch of car audio enthusiasts at uh, in Tahiti. And so it's almost anywhere we go, we're able to meet up with customers or people that are into car audio. So uh, we we go all over the place. So obviously I document all that and, and put that out there. So yeah, tons of different content there. We mentioned earlier that 99% of your business is e-commerce. How much of it is international? Uh, probably about five to 8% somewhere in there. It varies uh, like depending on the uh, year, but I do, it seems like every day I see at least a single order going out internationally. So uh, like anytime I see the weird address, I'll click on it and see where it is. And you see this thing like 9,000 miles away on the other side of the globe. And like, man, but that's the power of the internet though. You can impact somebody 9,000 miles away and they're, they trust you. They, they get this relationship with you by watching your YouTube videos or social media. And they're like, I, I trust this guy enough to spend my money with him being 9,000 miles, 8,000 miles away from him and and know and know that i'm gonna get it and so anyway i'll click on the address and i'll pull it up and uh, i'm like man this is wild like these people are in africa or or uh, french polynesia australia netherlands like i mean everywhere i'm like this is wild so it also enables us to be able to 
travel to these countries and it be uh, a business expense because we can meet up with these customers and like we also get to see their beautiful country and see how they do car audio as well. So really cool thing there. Well, for our Startup Hustle podcast, we've had listeners in, I think, almost every country. And if you, you put them all on the map, you have to start debating like what counts as a country or not. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> right, there's some right. countries that it's still like debate of like, is this a country or is it not a country? Um, but, I, you know, I, I think we've got about all of them. I think we're probably missing North Korea and a couple others or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty That's cool me. when you draw, you put them all on the map and see all those, all the countries. So. I do want to take uh, a second to remind everybody that finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the Fullscale platform to define your technical needs and then see what developers are available to join your team. Visit fullscale.io to learn more. Well, so speaking of development, I'm curious. So this e-commerce platform you have, are you using Shopify or some some things like that? Or did you have to build your own e-commerce site? How did you do that? Uh, when I first got started, I was, uh, we, what did we use at first? Um, I can't even remember the first hosting service we started with, uh, Volusion maybe. I don't even know if they're a business anymore, but, um, I think that's what it was, Volusion. And then after that, um, or they were, I think primarily order number based. So they were like taking something off of each order. And I think Shopify may be similar to that, but we ended up moving to, uh, big commerce and we've been there ever since. So yeah, we do use uh big commerce as our hosting service for our store. So do they do all the, all of everything for you or do you have like a software developer that has to help customize it and maintain it or? Uh, I have a, my main IT guy is actually located in Australia and he's been with me since day one. And he's kind of the one that pushed me to having an online store. Uh, before we did that, uh, I was, he, so he was a YouTube fan of mine, one of my first OG YouTube fans when I had 5,000 subscribers or whatever. Um, he reached out to me on Facebook and uh, because I was thinking about starting to sell t-shirts, like that was my first thing, t-shirts and stickers. It was just some merchandise. And I was like, hey, I want to buy some t-shirts. Uh, can you, uh, do you have a link to a website that I can purchase it off of? I'm like, I don't have a website, but you can just PayPal me or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'd rather just purchase it off a website. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll look into it and get a store going or whatever. I'm not computer savvy, like really at all. So when I went to whatever, I think whatever the hosting service was, and I'm like, okay, I'll like watch a little tutorial video and I'll try to get these shirts on there. And uh, I could get the shirt on there in like one size, but I couldn't get like the different color swatches and all the different designs and stuff. And I'm like, man, screw this. Nobody's going to buy stuff from me online anyway. This is, this is just a waste of time. So like two weeks goes by and he messages me. He's like, Hey, um, I was wondering if you ever got that store set on like, man, this is a waste of time. Like I'm like, I'm not into selling shirts. I couldn't figure it out. He's like, Oh, it's easy. I'm like, Oh, if it's so easy, why don't you do it? And he said, okay. And he went and got like a trial version of the store. And within like an hour, he had all the shirts listed, all the sizes, all the color swatches. And I'm like, we're in business. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, how? And then I'm like, wait, I need this guy. That was my initial thing of you need to pay people to do the things that you can't do or you don't want to do or whatever it is. And so that was an eye opener for me. I'm like, I got to have this guy. So he's been with me since day one. And that's, that's been a huge blessing to me because he was the one that was like, you need an online store. And my initial mindset was like, no, I don't. (laughs) So if that would have 
Well, now, how many SKUs do you have on your website? I'm on your website right now, and it looks like there's a lot of shit on here. So how many SKUs are on here? That's a, a good... I mean, I can pull it up really quickly. Hundreds? Uh, thousands? What ballpark? What do you think it is? We have uh, 5,703. Wow. Currently. So... So yeah, how do you how do you manage all of that? How do you manage like what what you have for sale and pricing and your margins, inventory? Like you got a whole huge team that has to deal with all that, or how do you do that? Uh, we're still relatively small, and and we're figuring things out along the way, like you so often do. Um, and I, I've learned to do that, like at least get started in something. Yes, you're going to make mistakes along the way, but it's better to make mistakes uh, along the way. Then instead of trying to perfect everything before you get started, uh, because you can be getting little pieces of the pie instead of none of the pie, <laughs> as I call it. Um, but anyway, I have uh, the guy that I was telling you, uh, his name's Mark uh, that lives in Australia. He's the one that manages a lot of the back end stuff of uh, product adding. And like whenever we do sales, he can like um, do an export of the like Excel spreadsheet of all the products and do a percentage discount and stuff before we got started on that. I was literally, I didn't want to bother him that much because he hasn't, he had a full-time job at the time. So I'm like, okay, we're doing a Christmas sale or whatever. I would be going in and manually changing each product. Of course we didn't have 5,000 products at that time, but still if we had 500 products trying to go in and manually change these things is (laughs) not the most efficient way of uh, doing a sale. So anyway, that's another way that he's saved us was he's like, Oh, I can, like export this, manipulate it and import it back and all the sales pricing will be there. I'm like, man, you're great. <laughs> I'm glad I have you on the team. So but anyway, so, of, go, go ahead. So he manages a lot of the uh, product imports and, uh, and exports pricing, the spreads and uh, all that. And I also have a, a now a full-time social media guy that uh, does a lot of my like Instagram posts, Facebook posts, um, ads he's big into seo and um he actually has facebook reaching out to him a lot asking him like how he's getting such returns on such little money spent like his roi is insane so he's been a huge help um as well so for all of these products do you inventory and stock all of them in your warehouse or some of this is drop shipped if people buy it and you don't have to to deal with it like how do you how do you deal with that yeah, so there's a mixture of them. Uh, we try to uh, pay attention to, I guess, your hottest movers, biggest sellers. We try to stock those. So, yeah, it would be almost impossible for us to stock almost 6,000 products. Uh, and now that and we also just started uh, the Down for Sound brand of products, our own household name brand of products, because people kept asking for stuff under our name. So we've been developing that line and constantly expanding it now like it's taking so much of the market share because people know and trust the down for sound name we are uh there's hardly an order that goes out from here that doesn't have some sort of product attached to the order so it's really cool to see that um happening so now where our warehouse used to be filled with all these different brands that we were selling for now uh the majority of our warehouse is being converted into storing like just our products unless it's we have like our top three brands or whatever so we still have a decent amount of room allocated for them but all the other brands that were slower movers like we're moving them out and filling that space up with down for sound products so um yeah that's that's kind of how we're doing it so for the down for sound uh branded products are they basically just white labeled stuff that that you've picked or how how do you do that 
Uh, so we there's uh, manufacturers like main manufacturers overseas in China, Korea, and Vietnam that we deal with, and uh, we do a, my social media guys also like a, a mad scientist in a way and in developing new products and making products better. Uh, we like came out with the first amplifiers that were uh, Bluetooth remote on all of them that also displayed uh, the volume, the temperature um clipping indication like distortion like all this stuff on a bluetooth uh, remote where that's never been done before on all these features so we kind of push the envelope on that um so yeah we we um we reach out to when well, we work we work with these companies that and help perfect these items before bringing them to market obviously we test a bunch of them do a lot of stress testing and uh do prototypes and try to do all the changes a few changes again you don't have to make sure your product is absolutely perfect before you bring it to market because you can always do a version two or whatever like uh, right. to upgrade it in whatever way or make it just a little bit better but obviously we're not going to bring to market a piece of junk we're going to do a few different prototypes and make sure it's well uh, reliable i imagine you got to order hundreds of them at a time and put them on a boat and ship them for three months before they get here right so it's it's Correct. not version two doesn't come very quickly though Right, right. So uh, that's why we do a few different prototypes on the front side to do the stress testing. And if we notice uh, now we have a um, amp, so we're just using amplifiers because I'm on that subject, but we do speakers and lith lithium batteries and all this other stuff. But on the amplifiers, we have a uh, amp uh, repair tech here in the United States and he can, he has so much experience. We can send him the prototype and have him look at it and like, okay, I can see right here, this is a weak spot. So we need to upgrade this resistor or whatever. So he'll put his two cents in there and uh, we'll make all those changes because him working on stuff for so long, he's able to know where something would fail before it even does. So we'll do those upgrades before we bring them in. But yes, you have to order hundreds uh if not thousands of things to get them onto a container i was actually speaking to one of our freight um agents just a second ago we have 40 foot container in la right now uh waiting for clearance and won't be getting it next week so um it's always cool to have a container show up at your door with all the stuff millions of dollars of equipment in it stuck out yeah on that, i mean that was that was a thing yeah exactly that was a thing for me as well like when i was first getting started I was like scraping up money trying to make my first buy-in, which was I think three or five thousand dollars, and I'm like, I was scared to death. I'm like, what if I can't sell this stuff? What if I get stuck with it? And uh, all these fears going through my mind that plague so many people and so many entrepreneurs for sure. Yeah. You're just fear of failure. Um, but as as time went on, it it took. To get that same fear, it would take, so it went from 5000 it took $25,000 in orders or $50,000, and it just kept getting pushed up, like where I would, now if I place a $50,000 order, I'm like, oh, whatever, like it takes like 500000 or a million dollar order to make it like, get me that like little bit of, is this going to work out? Yeah, <laughs> but I yeah. know now, like I know the blueprint basically on how everything works, and I, I will share with people, uh, if you're getting into selling products obviously you're going to factor in your margin and everything into there but worst case scenario you can more than likely always get rid of it for what you have in it so that should be i don't want that to be your safe space but i want it to give you a, a little bit of peace of mind because if you're uh 
selling something for a thousand bucks and you paid 500 for it. If you just discount it a little bit, people are going to think it's a deal. But if you discounted it all the way to 500 bucks, like people are like, Oh, this is insane. Like, of course we'll buy it. So you can always offload it. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's something that gave me a peace of mind when I was uh, first getting started, knowing that I could, when I thought of that, I can get rid of this if I really have to, but luckily I've never had to do that. So you, you mentioned the blueprint earlier. So tell me a little more about your your YouTube and, and social media stuff that you do. Do you really have a, a strict like blueprint for that? Or do you kind of just record whatever you want to do and just roll with it? Or at this point, are you like really strategic about like all the content that you create? Uh, well, I kind of bounce ideas back and forth with my videographer now and I rely on him to uh, come up with a lot of ideas because I'm kind of paying him to do that stuff. Like I want him to... I want my mind to be freed up from that space as much as possible. Yes, I know YouTube is a big deal for us. And, and I'm also going through, I'm always learning and trying to pivot on there as well, because uh, just because I've gained uh, half a million subscribers doesn't mean uh, like I can admit this as well. We have uh, our view rate has went down uh, a lot in the past, say six months to a year, because my my vehicle that I have it has a crazy system in there. That's what most people follow me for. They want to see reaction videos. They want to see people being wowed by the system and like uh, people getting in there and just blowing their hair all around, their shirts flapping around, or or going through a drive through at Wendy's and playing the system. And it like anyway, people's reactions is what people want to see. But my vehicle has been uh, going through changes and upgrading the system with the latest equipment and stuff. So when that's happening, I don't have that type of uh, reaction content that people initially want to see. Of course, if I was doing that and like putting in a product release video every now and then, they wouldn't really care. But when I don't have my vehicle for so long, it turns into a lot of unboxings, a lot of product reviews and stuff like that. And people... You, you're getting sold 24-7. All you, like when you're on social media, you're seeing advertisements all the time. So people have like a, a, a big X in front of them. If they see you're trying to sell something, they're like, uh-uh, get away from me. Like, of course, I do the same thing. So it has hurt our view rates on, uh, on YouTube and some of our social media because there's been so much more product-based stuff instead of what we know is the meat and potatoes of our uh, social media uh, following. So um, of course, we want to get back into that but we have to get the vehicle back going and also during the winter time is our slow time there's no car audio shows during the winter time so that's another slow down slow down for us but trying to navigate that and um and make it better and still uh mix in the product stuff here and there is something that i've been trying to figure out as well but i know the biggest thing is me making sure my vehicle is going to where i can do these reaction videos all the time because that's what goes viral and gets like so well and you can you can recycle that content too i mean you could take old content that you you did that with before and reuse correct yeah we we repurpose a lot of stuff and make shorts out of it and, and everything like that uh but being able to come up with some fresh stuff that nobody's seen before. Cause I've had people comment that too. Oh, I've seen that before. Like, or that's a cool video, but I've seen it four times, like, or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, so that you can only do it so much. So the, the freshest stuff could be the, the bestest stuff, I guess. you could say. So are most of your YouTube videos like five, 10, 20 minutes long? Like what, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to hit from a video length? It just depends on uh, what it is. Uh, it, different if it's just like a single product and it's not really crazy amount of features or whatever i mean that could be a five minute video it doesn't have to be something really long uh so i 
on my last um, e-commerce, uh, it was called Etail West, um, the business conference that I went to. They were asking me basically the same thing. What do you, what do you use YouTube for? What do you use like short form or medium form, long form, like all these different videos for. And uh, I mean, your short form videos, like your little 15 second or 30 second videos, like that's where you're going to try to hook people. You want to make that as action packed as possible. And we try to put those also in the front of our long form videos. So you kind of hook them on the front side and then you like, they're like, okay, something in this video is going to be that cool part. So I'll watch the video most of the time all the way through. Uh, So yeah, we try to, it just depends like how much we're trying to fit into there. If it's like a car show and we're trying to put all the, the show footage into one, it could turn into a 10 or 15 minute video, maybe 20. We don't want to make it super long unless it's like super action packed because you're not going to be able to retain their attention for 20 minutes. Like we know people are very difficult to keep their attention for a long time. People are swiping and scrolling and like they need six different forms of input onto their brain at one time to keep them occupied <laughs> so anyway it's kind of how we do it so it looks like on tiktok you have about a hundred thousand followers does that sound right yeah and I, I mean i don't i don't utilize that a lot they i keep getting emails from tiktok like come back like we haven't seen you in a, in a while but again like I, I i need to uh become better at that I, and i i kind of got, got that following on tiktok i i don't know kind of on accident, like, I, cause I'm not that active on there, but, uh, TikTok has a, a lot of, um, it's, it has a lot of potential for sure. But again, trying to juggle so many different social media yeah. things is like, that's a whole nother, uh, well, job. Well, and I'm looking at your YouTube channel and do you do shorts? I don't actually see shorts. Uh, no, I don't think, uh, not yet on there. Not, um, not technically shorts. I don't see any shorts. Right. So, uh, yeah, the short form videos that I was uh, refor- referring to was some TikToks. I was trying to get my, so the guy, that's my videographer. I was trying to get him initially doing just my YouTube videos. And now I'm trying to like spread him out onto other things. And, uh, I'm like, can you make some TikTok videos? Cause I know TikTok videos and shorts on YouTube can be very similar because like they, yeah, the ones the on, yeah. So, um, I'm like, could you, but I don't know if uploading the same thing to both things would be wise or not uh that's something that we're still looking i do it every day yeah i post same same video every day on like three or four platforms okay you just don't want to put the watermarks on them that's the thing you don't want to post on tiktok and then put the watermark on youtube or whatever they don't like that got you so look at me i'm learning something too (laughs) but the but i think part, part of the point here is like hey you've been a very successful business doing you know millions a year in revenue and you're not perfect at this either, right? You're like, you're still learning. You you still want to do more. You still want to do more with shorts and do all this, but you, you have 500,000 followers. Like you're, you're, you're doing a great job. And part of my point for saying that is people beat themselves up for trying to do all these things perfectly. Right. And, and you're like, you know what, we're doing what we're doing and it works and we're just going to keep doing it. We know we can improve, but we just keep doing it. Absolutely. And that's what I was saying. Like you can figure it out along the way you can release, not just in releasing products, but like you releasing a video it and i said when i first got started on doing youtube videos i said uh so many times because i i was so scared to speak on video i would say uh so many times i would have to go through and edit the uhs out <laughs> so that t- that shows you how bad i was and then i i figured out the more i showed my imperfections the more people vibed with me 
So they they're like, oh, he's just a person just like I am. Like he he yeah, messes up, he stumbles on his work. Is the deal. Yeah. So, but a lot of people think it has to be absolutely perfect before they release a video. Or, I mean, I know people that have TikToks and YouTubes or wherever. If they have a blemish on their face, they'll wait until it goes away. Or if they can't hide it enough with makeup, I'm like, what? Like, who cares? But that's how people think, and that's how scared they are of somebody saying, "Oh, look, he has a zit on his face." So if I have like a blemish on my face, I'll go live on my Facebook. I go live on there a lot and I'll go live and like, hey, what's up, guys? It's me and my big zit on my face. We're coming to you from down for sound headquarters in Las Vegas. And people will just put LOL, like funny, whatever. So they don't care. Like just just go ahead and do it. Put it out there. It's not ever going to be absolutely perfect, but it will always be a little bit better than it was the time before. So before you know it, like years down the road, you'll be a lot better than the first day for sure. Well, and and I think that's the key advice. And um, that was Mr. Beast key advice. He's like, don't worry about it. Do your first hundred videos. Most of them are going to suck. Just try and get a little better every time. And once you get through the first hundred of them, then start being really critical. You know, it's just like, you just got to do it. And and you really don't know what's good or bad until you can compare it to something else. Right. And you're like, man, I, I'm getting better. This one's way better. And then you look at back at what you did, you know, a few weeks ago and you're like, oh my God, that was so bad. Why did I do that? <laughs> But you but don't you know until it. you keep doing it. Yep, absolutely. So you mentioned earlier um, you've went to more like speaking uh, events or, or like trade shows or conferences. Like what what kind of stuff are, have you been into? Is a lot of stuff in the car audio or like other entrepreneurial stuff? Like what, are, what have you been up to? Uh, most of that is entrepreneurial stuff, I would say. I mean, some people have... Yeah, most of the podcasts that I go on is people that are inter- into entrepreneurship. And uh, we just... And the in-person speaking one that I did, like I've only done one of those here, like it was about a month ago um, down in California, but it was called Etail West. It's a e-commerce sales stuff, like sharing basically what I'm talking with you about, like uh, shared with other people, because a lot of people in this e-commerce business, they don't know a lot of them have no idea about social media and, but they could still be killing it. I'm like, you're killing it and you're not even on social media. You could be taking your business through the roof, like, because not having an online presence for it, man, you're, you're leaving a lot on the table, but they don't know how to get started. They're scared. They're going to make a bad video or whatever. So anyway, just sharing, um, the same stuff basically that I'm sharing here is a lot of stuff that uh, I speak about. Like people want to know how I grew my YouTube channel, how I grew the business and stuff like that. By just doing it every day, right? That's that's the deal. <laughs> yeah, basically, like not being afraid to. I mean, it's okay to have a little bit of fear. Like that's that's kind of normal. But it, especially if you're younger, you can fail. You can go completely broke so many times and still be okay. You still figure it out. Like within, I, I follow a guy named uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with yeah. him, Gary V. Oh yeah, uh, he's he's like the biggest proponent of telling people. Like you're 50, you still have so many years left. Like, so people that are in their twenties or teens or whatever, like, what, what are you afraid of? You, you can go broke so many times and still come and figure it out and and be okay. Like, and and most people do like, you're going to fail a few times before you figure something out and become better at it. So anyway, I'm a, I'm a big on that as well. Like just fail forward. Don't, don't give up just, uh, and that's, and how many how many haters do you still get on your videos? Do you still get Oof. like 
crazy haters, people that bitch and complain about everything. You've done oh, yeah. 2,500 videos on YouTube, by the way, is what it says. That's a lot of yeah. videos. <laughs> Yeah. But you still get you still get all sorts of crazy comments, I'm sure, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, I've had like some interviews with people and they labeled it the most hated uh, interviewing the most hated person in car audio or whatever. Like, because there's some people out there that have never met me and they just have this hate for me for whatever reason. And um, it's it's humorous to me. Like when I first got started, it bothered me. I'm like, why does a person hate me so much? Like I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm like, I care yeah. about everybody. I care about them not liking me. And then after a while, I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm like, I'm just gonna keep doing skin. my thing. Oh yeah. Like oh, my, my skin's gotten way thicker. The longer I've been on social media for sure. Like, I mean, people, people have said and will say, anything you could imagine like and when it doesn't uh, affect me or get to me they'll talk about my parents they'll talk about my daughter my wife like anything oh, they can yeah it's, it, it blows my mind that like they will stoop to these levels of just trying to get a reaction out of you they'll say anything because what do they have to lose they're they're nobody nobody knows about them they can't get a, a response back from anybody online i guess that's their way of trying to feel like they have some sort of connection with somebody i don't well, know I, like so, somebody who worked in hr at a really big company posted something i saw on tiktok one day and it said your her goal was to make 85 percent of people happy she's like the other 15 percent. there's a certain part of them that just hate your face doesn't matter what you do or what you say they just hate your face yeah. it's like you literally are never going to make everyone happy and if that's your goal you have the wrong goal you know yeah, and for definitely. whatever reason i mean there's a hell of a lot of people just hate themselves let alone you <laughs> That, right. Definitely. That's really what they're projecting is like they, they have some sort of internal issue going on to and they're projecting it onto other people. Like so um I, I hate it for them. Uh and I hope they find some peace and happiness eventually in their life. But uh I just find it as as humorous now because I've been able to flip it to like I don't care what they're saying about me. I'm just gonna laugh about it yeah. and keep doing my thing. That, I mean, that's the hard part. Like I make daily videos on TikTok and, and YouTube shorts and stuff. And I post daily on LinkedIn and I have a blog and all these things. And it's the mm -hmm. same thing. At some point in time, you're like, you know what? Screw all these people. I'm just going to put my stuff out there. This is what I believe. This is my viewpoint. And the others that agree with me will be fans. And the other ones, screw them. Yep, yep. That's all you can exactly. do. Exactly. <laughs> just do your thing. <laughs> so... Uh, do you want to take them? Um, I, I got a couple of really, uh, a couple of other really good questions for you. But uh, first, okay. I want to remind everybody: if you need to hire software engineers, uh, let FullScale help. We have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let our platform match you up with our fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. At FullScale, we specialize in building long-term teams that only work for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. So. Um, Obviously, you've been really successful with social media, and I think you would say that that's you know attributed a, a huge part of your success. Um, my question for you though is: Do you do other forms of marketing? Do you guys do paid advertising or, or any other kinds of marketing, or social media like ninety nine percent of what you do? Yeah, that's actually been a, a huge thing for us. When I first started, I wouldn't spend any money on advertising. I'm like, I'll do it myself organically, and uh, the shortest story on that is when I had this guy, the guy that's now my SEO manager, basically my ad, he does all my ads and a bunch of other stuff like product um, development and everything. Um, he walked into my office and 
was basically like, give me a shot. Uh, I uh, can bring you a ton of value. I can show you the numbers and uh, like the proof of the return on investment and everything like this. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll give you a shot, but I've never paid for advertising. So I'm not holding my breath basically because I was already getting like, I could go live on like uh, Facebook at this time and before. So you're always fighting the algorithm in a way. They're always trying to figure out how, you are manipulating them to get more views and then they'll change it to make it where you don't. So you have to figure out another way to do it and then they'll change it again. It's always this, like you're on a seesaw with them. Like you're trying to figure out how to uh, get the most views for what you're doing. Um, Anyway, back then when I was first starting to go live on Facebook, I mean, I could easily get a million views on a live video, like no problem. Like I just started doing it. So my account was fresh on doing live videos. So I think they didn't have hardly any handicap on me. So I was just reaching tons and tons of people. So with, with doing that, um, the, my social media guy, he's like, man, if you just let me boost this with like, let's just try a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, okay, what, what can, what can it hurt? So when you already have a lot of organic reach and you dump a little bit of advertising on there, it goes a long way. So that definitely, we have started spending more and more money on advertising um, for that reason, because you can, it's almost like you already have a, a flame going, but then you start dumping gasoline on it. Yeah. It just starts exploding. And um, anyway, knowing how to, what the uh, algorithm is kind of looking for, getting people to engage, comment, like, and share the stuff is is huge. So if we do say like a product rele- uh, release live video, um, we'll label it as that. And people will come on there like, hey, if we're going to be giving one of, one of these away, if you want to enter, it's very easy. Share the video publicly. Come out here, comment that you liked it. Like the video, like my page. Uh, takes you five seconds to do this. You'll be entered into winning this $500 sub thousand dollar amplifier whatever it is so people are hitting that up they're they're doing all that and as you probably already know the algorithm's like holy crap this person's getting a lot of engagement like look at all these comments look at all these shares look at all these likes that are coming into this person's page so and not only is it showing up just from them wanting to promote your video because you're already getting a lot of engagement uh through like say Facebook, they're doing it. They're showing more people anyway. You're showing up on all these other people's pages that like you're friends with or that are following your page. So you're getting uh, in front of all of their friends and all of their family as well. So um, that's been a huge thing for us to get so much more uh, exposure and uh, yeah, supercharging that uh, organic reach with advertising dollars has been uh, massive. I think like last year, uh, we spent almost four hundred thousand dollars in ads. So, but that oh, wow. that that returned uh, four point five million in sales. So, oh, wow, it's huge return for your money invested. Um, so, if we didn't spend that money, we kept the four hundred thousand. Um, we would have potentially been. It's hard to say exactly, but if you're just doing the easy numbers of what like we spent and what it turned into on paper, then would we have had four hundred thousand more dollars? But 4.1 million less in sales. I don't know, but that's what the data says. Like we're big on data. We always, um, one of our sayings is people will lie about numbers, but the numbers don't lie. <laughs> the data doesn't lie. So, uh, that, we're my, big on my that. joke about yeah. accounting is you can always make the numbers look like whatever you want to. It's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yep. thank, 
Um, thank you so much for being on the show today. As, as we wrap up the show here, I do want to remind everybody, this is Jonathan Price from Down for Sound. Uh, his website is downforsoundshop.com. Um, the Life of Price, you can find him on TikTok and, and YouTube. Um, def- definitely check it out. Um, you know, as, as we wrap up the show, uh, I have one final question for you is, you know, what kind of uh, suggestions or, or words of wisdom do you have for other entrepreneurs out there that maybe want to create an e-commerce business or use social media, be a social media influencer, any of that kind of stuff? Do you have any words of wisdom for them? Yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing is don't don't be afraid to fail and just get started, like get the ball rolling. I know we talked about that, but that's that's the biggest thing for me, because I let fear plague me for a while. And I even stopped my store when so this will be a quick story, but it's attached to that. Um, I, I shut my store down about a month after I started it because I got a fraudulent order and it, it was like a big order at the time. It was like five grand. And, um, and the person ended up doing a chargeback and I'm like, what? Somebody can just basically steal product from you. It's basically like somebody walking into your store, taking the product and taking their money back. And you're just stuck with like, you're just stuck. And I'm like, I'm not going to do this. This is, this is horrible. If somebody can just steal from you and there's nothing you can do about it. So I, I'm like, I'm shutting my store down. I'm not doing this. This, this, not the, this, this isn't for me. So for a while, like I turned the store off and I wasn't going to do it anymore, but luckily I didn't give in to totally giving up. I, I made a fail. I failed right then, but I didn't turn it to a complete failure because I decided like, why well, I'm, I'm not going to give up. And luckily I didn't like we're, I think we've done over $60 million in revenue now. So me deciding not to give up has turned into $60 million in sales just thus far. So, and this is just our seventh year in. So who knows what 10 years, 15 years, 20 years is going to hold just because I decided not to give up. So get started. Don't give up because usually right on the other side of a very hard time is going to be a huge breakthrough for you. And I'm sure I'm glad it was for me. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. And again, everybody, this was Jonathan Price from Down for Sound. Jonathan, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.